is good? <laughs> Welcome to Spirit Filled Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and life coach, and really, I am here to equip and empower you to fulfill that radical call and destiny that is on your life. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up that inner game so you can win in your outer game, let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? I mean, for real, for real. Tell me something good. We always focus on, well, we often, let me not say always, we often focus on things that are not going the way we want to or that could be different, especially if you are somebody that comes up with solutions and really helps people break through. A lot of times we focus on what's not working first so we can get to what's working. However, train yourself. This is my encouragement and it's extra. You're welcome. Train yourself to focus on what's good and what is actually working and what you can celebrate. You will thank me later, I promise. Now, today I have a fun word, but it's really an acronym that can help you to trick yourself back into joy, or at least that's what I'm saying. So this is inspired by the verse, unless you become like children, you can't enter the kingdom of God, right? And it's also inspired by the joy of the Lord is your strength. We know this, but how often are we not actually living in joy? How often are we actually approaching life from this place of seriousness, right? Like we hear those sayings, girl, check your face, check your face. Like you look so serious. Can you lighten up? Like show me the, the pearly whites, okay? Give me a smile, something like lighten up, right? So this is a strategy that has worked and really saved me many times when I found myself in moments of being negative or worrying about future scenarios that haven't even happened yet or worrying about how it's not going to go well. And worry, you've heard this saying, it's like sitting in a rocking chair. Literally, you're rocking back and forth and getting nowhere. So this is the flip switch out of worry, okay? <laughs> So without further ado, the acronym that I'm going to give you is OPA, which, right, it's a Greek word, but this has nothing to do with that. Although it can give you an element of surprise and excitement, you can do that to give yourself an energetic shift if you want to. Ready? OPA! Hilarious. Okay, thank you for indulging me in that moment. <laughs> so OPA is an acronym that we're going to use to give you a process because I believe it was Joyce Meyer that actually coined this saying, but we are always going to be on the way to something. And when we achieve something, we're going to be on the way to something else. So we might as well enjoy the journey, right? We might not be where we're going to be, but thank God we weren't, we aren't where we were, right? How do you embrace where you are on the way to where you're going? This used to literally elude me. I had no clue how to do that. I was so caught up in future tripping and thinking about how to plan for the future and set myself up for the future that I couldn't be in the present. And I totally missed a lot of times what was good about what was happening here and now. So the first example that I want to give you is picture yourself 
in a race car, okay? And you've got a race car driver, an expert, so in case you've never been in a race car, this is really good. But he's driving, you're in the car, but you notice that you're going straight for a wall <laughs> and full speed ahead. What are you gonna do? Instinct would say, you're gonna look at the wall and be like, the wall, the wall, the wall, we can't hit the wall, we can't hit the wall, right? But experience would say, because that's what you're focusing on, you're gonna hit the wall. So imagine instead, you literally can't focus on the wall because the race car driver is pulling your head and literally turning it in the direction that you want to go. The race car driver essentially, in essence, is teaching you to focus on where you want the car to go versus where you don't want the car to go. And what happens? You turn and you miss the wall, okay? So take this as a metaphor and a visual for different life areas. So in a relationship, let's say, I don't want the divorce, I don't want the divorce, what am I gonna do if I get a divorce? And you keep going down this path, what is the outcome that you actually want? Is the outcome divorce? Because if it's not, stop focusing on divorce, right? Because that becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy in a lot of ways if you're not careful because where you focus, energy flows. Where your focus goes, energy flows. And energy is literally energy in motion, emotion. You start to feel some kind of way about what you're focusing on. Usually when it's not where we want to go or the outcome that we want. We're feeling negative. We're feeling worried. We're feeling fearful. We're connecting an outcome to some sort of pain or resistance, okay? And we're very good at doing that. Now, the alternative is focusing on an outcome of where you do want to go. (laughs) So the turn, not the wall, okay? So in this relationship, if you don't want divorce, what do you want? What do you want? And start focusing on that and getting really, really clear on that. And then you're gonna feel some kind of way. You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna start feeling hopeful. You're gonna start feeling encouraged. You're gonna start feeling inspired again versus fearful, worried, in a panic, anxious, depressed, discouraged, disappointed, all of these other things, right? Because whatever you focus on, you also create a case for, right? Like we're really good lawyers of our own cases. We very much are. We can negotiate big time when it's something that we're trained to focus on. Try it. (laughs) Just do an assessment when you're in a conversation with somebody. Check out how you negotiate and what you stand for and all the reasons that you come up with. I promise you, you're a great lawyer. Now, I gave it away. The O in OPA is outcome, okay? So rather than focusing on the big, big wall that you're going to fly into, (laughs) focus on the direction that you do want to go and put your energy in motion toward that, toward that. So what does that look like? What does it look like to put energy in motion towards that? How can you spend time every day focusing on the outcome that you want? How can you actually spend 50 percent of your day focusing on activities that are fulfilling and that are valuable, not just what's urgent. Because a lot of times what we're trained to do these days is let life dictate our schedule. You know, the moment something comes up, it might not be what we originally planned, but we react versus respond. And that becomes a habit. And so eventually we put off these things that we actually care about And we get really good at focusing on why they're not going to happen. So 
The O requires you to focus on the outcome that you do actually want. What is the outcome that you want? Focus on that. Get so clear, but go deeper for a second. And why do you want that outcome? What will achieving that outcome bring to your life? Why would that be so valuable to why would that be so valuable to you? How would that impact those around you? Get a really strong, clear why, because what that does is it gives you this energy. It's literally the fanning of the flame within. It's stirring up your faith for that outcome. It's writing the vision. It's making it plain, right? That desire that God put in your heart, he didn't put that outcome, that outcome, that desire there randomly, okay? But the way to close the gap is a faith walk, okay? Not a fear walk. So focus on that outcome and train yourself to focus there, which also might mean that you might need to remove distractions from your life. You might need to stop following certain pages on social media. You might need to stop watching reality TV shows that make you feel bad about your body and your lifestyle. You might need to stop watching the news. You might need to stop reading things and putting things in front of your eye gates or into your ear gates (laughs) that aren't healthy for you, that aren't serving you. And that requires being diligent and guarding your heart, but it's also good stewardship. So focus on the outcome. The next one is P, which is planning. But this isn't normal planning. This isn't the planning that you're used to, like I mentioned, where you just make these to-do lists and then you cross it off. This is different. This requires a thinking process, okay? And this process is actually more about asking yourself better questions because that's what thinking is. Thinking is asking yourself better questions, and then with God, writing out the answers that he gives you, okay? So for example, what we typically do, which is easy to do, is we think about all of the things, again, that we don't want, and we give a definitive statement. So we're not even asking a question. We literally drop our opinion, and that's where it is. And if you have this stronghold, if you will, on an opinion or in a thought, there's no change in your mind. You've already made up your mind. So there's no change happening there, right? Like you're set on that. So here's the thing. If you ask yourself a question, you're going to get a different response because your brain is wired in such a way that it's going to come up with an answer. That's what it does. So rather than saying, oh my God, I'm never going to lose this weight. It's just going to be impossible to get off. It might as well not even try. I'm just going to go eat the chips right now. I feel horrible, right? Rather than doing that, which there's no change happening there, how can losing weight actually be fun and sustainable for me? Hmm, let me think about that and come up with an answer. Or rather than thinking about, oh, there's no good people in the world when you're thinking about a partner because you're single and you're not in a relationship and you're just doomed, how can I become the person that I'm looking for? Hmm, Another good question. Mm, Interesting. Okay. So you get the idea rather than being like, I'm so miserable at my job. How can I step into the fullness of my purpose? Come on, give a girl some claps right now for some snaps, whatever. But that's a mic drop. Okay. So planning is not writing things on your calendar so that you can cross them off and you can do more. It's actually asking yourself better questions so that you can be more, so that you can feel the experience of what that's like and get excited about that because again, that's fueling your path. It's giving you this strategy that you're excited about so that you can be fulfilled 
on the way to where you're going. And shocker, you don't actually need to have the outcome that you want to have the experience of it. You can literally live in the experience of it every day so that by the time it manifests in your life, you're ready for it. Holy moly, I hope you heard that. I hope you heard it. So planning is asking yourself better questions so that you can get better answers. It's being willing to change your mind, which is humility. (laughs) It's admitting that you're not always right and that there could be a better way and that God has a great plan for your life. And if it's not happening yet, he's not done yet, okay? So it's getting out of the way so that you can create again from inspired action, which brings me to letter A action okay this kind of action is different because it has that keyword that i just said inspired action which means in spirit right the spirit is inspiring you to take action so a lot of times this is uncomfortable because it's not how you're used to showing up for example I am somebody that considers myself or did for a very long time consider myself to be introverted. My why is I can't really be around people for long periods of time like conferences and theme parks or events or even like outings, right, with a ton of people, that doesn't energize me. To some people that energizes them, but that actually takes energy out of me because I am one of those people that's present (laughs) in everything that I do and I'm very sensitive, meaning I'm taking in a ton of information and I process it. So after things like that, I need a lot of time to kind of cool my jets, which usually is me reading books and being in silence and writing and journaling or going for a walk in nature alone, right? I enjoy those things. (laughs) For other people, we're seeing it now in this interesting time in the world. That is miserable. They don't like that. They need the peeps. They need their peeps, right? Love peeps too. But again, a lot of what my purpose is bringing out of me is these qualities that are more extroverted that I am uncomfortable with a lot of the time. But I am willing to get out of my comfort zone to speak, to write, to show up, to share my testimony, to encourage, to initiate conversation. I'm willing to put myself in these comfortable positions and show up in a different way because my mission is attached to it, because there's inspired action. And I don't think about it or overthink. I just take the action as I'm inspired. Did you hear that? So a lot of times we get these great inspired ideas that are of the spirit, but we don't implement them. We procrastinate. Well, I'll do that when, right? So that's actually disobedience, procrastination, right? Obedience, not in the moments, is still procrastination and it's still disobedience. So doing your best to respond in the moment, to reach out when that person is put on your heart, to to release that word of encouragement, when you're given those words to share that testimony, right? When it's on your heart, all of these beautiful things in the moment when you can. So this formula together, focusing on the outcome and why that outcome is important and valuable, then asking yourself better questions to develop a spirit-led plan, and then taking the inspired action as it happens. Because for example, I'll take writing books, okay? As I've written books, they've all been different. It's not this beautiful flow (laughs) that you picture, but I still train myself to get in flow and to take action when I'm inspired, which isn't always convenient. 
So I have to be willing to be inconvenienced to show up for flow sometimes, to show up for that inspired action sometimes, okay? That's being woken up in the middle of the night or really early in the morning. That's staying up really late. That's not that's uh, not going to a function, right? Because you're called somewhere else. That's being able to say no to these things that seem fun for the mission, okay? So these all flow together and they work really, really well to help you, again, spend more of your time on what is important, not just urgent, and so that you can focus more on what you are being versus just what you're doing so that you can have a sense of fulfillment and presence in all that you do. Because without a plan and without this focus and without inspired happen, with <laughs> without inspired action, Basically what happens, there we go, is that you are going to focus on pain or what you don't want or on what somebody else is demanding of you. So if you don't have a plan, you're going to be fulfilling somebody else's plan basically. So it's really important to line up, align with the divine plan, okay? Meaning spend time in that relationship, get clear on the outcomes and the desires that God is putting in your heart, and then strategize with God on what those are and then take action as it's inspired. You can list these things on your calendar and they will get done, but you do them when you're inspired and when you're in that flow. So you can essentially train yourself to get in the zone and then you can have this as a life management tool or a good stewardship tool so that you can be in the habit and practice of focusing more on what it is that you do want. So another way to focus another way to say this is focus on the promises of God versus what the enemy is doing. Focus on declaring the word versus speaking all the things that you don't want to say. Focus on feeling the way you want to feel and becoming the person of authority and confidence and faith and impact versus a victim who can come up with excuses and all the reasons why it's not going to work, right? Literally, you are not your thoughts, but you are the thinker of them. And you can focus on the outcomes that you do want just as much as the outcomes that you don't want. The choice is up to you. And this is a system. So I will leave you with the word. Opa! Again, be excited. Have fun with this. Integrate this into your life. And I would love to hear how it goes. Share some testimonies with me. And as always, if you want support on the journey, if you would love to partner with somebody who is professionally certified in the world of coaching and is trained to help break through a lot of these areas, go check out julianapage.com. I do have a self-mastery course, which is amazing and some of the best things I wish I would have known sooner over there. There's some great books as well that really help me grow and develop in the relationship with the Lord and so many other fun things. So go check out julianapage.com. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.